Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville! Maurice Jones drew! That's a franchise record. 71 career touchdowns. It is Monday. Victory Monday, October 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. And now, with a trade deadline set for 4 p.m. tomorrow, he's packed and ready to go. J.P. Shedrick. Those are just rumors. Those are rumors. Uh, Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. J.P. Shedrick, Tony Baselli in Jacksonville. Pete Prisco down in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale. As Bye, we JP. Re- hey, Pete, what's up, man? How you doing? No, I said bye, JP. We're oh, trading you. Oh, oh, not hi. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> I mean, Joe has you traded. My back's been hurting me for weeks. I've been meaning to tell somebody. I don't know. Right. Um, so here's what we're getting to on the program today. Of course, the Jets-Jaguars rehash. The Jaguars got a big win in week number eight. Minshew made some plays in that game again. The defense came to play with sacks and takeaways and all around wreaked havoc most of the day. The Jags back to 500. Who would have thought this in week one and the upcoming schedule ahead? They're poised now if they can get through this middle part to make a run. Social media questions, Tony's favorite, and we'll go around the National Football League and recap all the games in week eight, including the AFC South, which uh, in which every team is 500 or better. What's up, Tony? How you doing? Weren't we uh, 500 after uh, four weeks? We, we lost the first two. We beat the Titans. Who did we play after the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Who was after the Titans? Who was after the Thursday <laughs> night even game? They all run together right now. Oh, the Broncos. Broncos, yes. Two and two. Yes. Two and two. So we, we've won two, lost two, won two. Correct. Yeah. Well, and if that'll get you to eight and eight and probably miss the postseason. Well, we're going to win this week, so not to worry, boys and girls. Are you going to lock it already? Or are you going to wait until the the segment when we pick the game to? No, I'm not locking. I've 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 refused to lock anything. The only things that come up now are triple locks or double locks, which are already on the table. No more locks for the year. The single locks have not worked out very well. Hmm. Well, um, Pete, Tony, I, I locked this week. Remember? <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, way to go. go! That's a good lock by you. Way to go. Pete. I went out on a, really went out on a ledge there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a an all around team win. The offense got it done. Fournette had the big run early, but he was held in check after that. Minshew had three touchdown passes on the day. Bailed him out on the goal line on one of those. The defense took over after uh, the opening drive where they struggled. And Darnold went down the field. They shut it down after that. They got the takeaways, the sacks, uh, all around team victory. I thought yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look, you win the football game. That's what you want to do. You should. You want to beat teams that you're supposed to beat. They should have beat that team, and they did. Um, I thought Minshew was going to have to have a big day because of the run defense for the Jets. Uh, they were only giving up 3.2 yards per attempt, which was second in the NFL. That held true outside the one big run by Leonard Fournette, and Minshew did have a big day. He was outstanding uh, for the most part. The red zone struggles continue. They were two for five but only because of that crazy play by Minshew at the end. And the reality is that's the one area that concerns me. They're going to have to clean up the red zone if they want to compete against the better teams because you can't drive down and kick field goals when you get that close. When you have first-to-goal situations, you got to stick it in there. Did, yeah, that- uh, he, was, he was outstanding yesterday. I mean, moving away from pressure when he had some, keeping his head up. Um, 
look, bottom line is, Tony, they got a tough decision, period. Um, I guess. They don't have to do it now. Yeah, I mean, I mean they got a few weeks. They got, they got one week to make the decision, really, because Gardner's going to start this week, then during the bye week, which they'll have off for most of the week, so you're not going to hear much out of the team at all. But at, after this game, Doug, uh, Doug and the staff, uh, with obviously input from Tom and Dave, are going to have to make a decision whether they go with Minshew or Foles. I mean, that's coming up. It's not far away. You, you've been all over the radio today saying that you think it's going to be Foles. No, what I said is if I was the head coach, I think I would go with Foles. Why? Um, number one, Nick Foles is a veteran who's seen a lot of football. He has played in the biggest games and has success in the biggest games. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl. He's played really good in playoff situations uh, the last uh, few years. And you signed him for a reason, and none of that changed. Nick Foles has done nothing to change the mindset of why you signed him. He played 11 snaps, and the one he got hurt on was a perfect pass for a touchdown that he got hammered on. And so nothing's changed how I feel about Nick Foles. What's changed is how I feel about Gardner Minshew, who is outstanding. But he's still a rookie. And if you look at the history of this league of teams who have won playoff games – with rookie quarterbacks, it's not very long. And usually the teams that win with a rookie quarterback in the playoffs have another aspect of their team that is off the charts, typically a defense, which is a, like a shutdown defense. We do not have that this year. We have a good defense, but I wouldn't, cla- I wouldn't classify our defense as great. I think no. it's good. It's a good defense. And because of that, where I sit from right now, I believe that Gardner Minshew is the future of this franchise. I think he's, a, he's going to be the quarterback for a long time here, which is exciting. But I think in the short term of this year, and you let this year play out, you sign Nick Foles for a reason. Nick Foles has a track record of, of proving, of, of proving uh, success, especially in short bursts, of playing at an extremely high level, and I would go with Nick Foles. So – no matter what happens this week, let's say he goes to London and, and wins a shootout with Watson, throw him for 350 and three, you take him out. It'd be mm. hard. <laughs> yeah, darn right it'd be hard. But I think I'd no, go... that's not what I'm asking you. You would take I, him I just, out. I just said, I think I would go with Nick Foles. It's it has a nothing tough to, decision. It has scenario. nothing to do with how I feel about Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew, I don't think you have to worry about a quarterback as your starter for a long time, as long as he stays healthy. Because there's nothing. Well, well, play out your scenario, Tony. Foles comes back and plays the rest of the season. Who's the starter next year? Well, then you have a real big decision. Well, it depends what happens. It depends how the year plays out. If you go to play, you're putting him in there to go to the postseason. So you think they're going to the postseason if that case plays out? I do. Okay, so Foles goes to the postseason. They win a postseason game. He's got to be the quarterback next year. Then Nick Foles is your quarterback, and you have a great backup. Well, then, so then Foles, so then you have Uh, Minshew sitting on the bench again for another year. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean. Well, I mean, you got to look. You got to look ahead. You got to spin Pete, this thing forward. I, I just said what I would do. I agree. I don't want to have to remind everyone. There's this guy named Aaron Rodgers who's pretty good who sat on the bench for four years, or three years. That three was a different four. era, though. Now you play right away. You know. Well, that. no. Well, usually you do because you don't have two guys who can win football games. Here's a question: for Gardner you. Minshew is only going to get better. Yeah. And so, long term, I want Gardner Minshew on my team for the short term. 
I believe that Nick Foles, based on what I've seen of Nick Foles in the past and what we saw in training camp, what we saw in the 11 plays, I think he gives you as good or better chance of winning and getting to the postseason. Don't you have to worry about this season, though, only that, first? That's why I would put right. Nick Foles in there. Because if you don't get this season accomplished, then who knows what's going to happen after this Yeah, I'll, I'll put it because I think, and in, in my opinion, you know, I don't know how the decision will be made. I think it should be the head coach's decision. I think he should get input from everybody, but I think it should be the head coach's decision. And so, Pete, if you're the head coach of this football team, and you know how tenuous a head coaching position is in this league. You talk about shorter and shorter of winning now all the time. And you had to stake your job and your staff's job, jobs on winning games and getting to the postseason. Are you going with Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew? Can I tell you after next week? No, you cannot. You tell me right now. You may, you, <laughs> I don't know. You told I me I know. You told me I had to decide. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Let me ask you this, Tony. You're around the locker room. You talk, what do you think the feel is inside the locker room? Well, I'm not in the locker room. Um, JP's in the locker You're room. You're not a player, not. but you go in there, don't you? Talk no, to players? No, I don't go into the locker room. Um, okay, JP, what do you think the feel of the locker room is? Just, it's funny hearing some of the interviews last night in the postgame uh, radio show with Lagerman in there talking to those guys. And it wasn't open today, by the way, so we didn't get to go in today. Um, but you hear a guy like Linder talk about this son of a gun, which he didn't say that, but son of a gun, Minshew did it again, and they're pulling it out. And, you know, the, they like, I think, the energy he brings and the way he plays on offense. At least that's a general statement about some of the guys on offense. So I'm not saying you're wrong there. So. And I love it too. But I'll remind everyone how excited that whole offense was when Nick Foles was the quarterback, and how devastated they were the moment he got hurt. Because it, so was not, built, it was built for Foles. That's right. So it's not like – I don't think you have a locker room issue. I really don't. Because they all like Foles too. Because they love Foles. They like both these right. guys. I, and, and I think you're fortunate because I think Gardner Minshew is the right type of guy, and so is Nick Foles, by the way, where whatever the decision is, you're going to have the support of the other guy in that quarterback room. I don't think it's going to be an issue. So, I, I think here's the danger I think we have as human beings who make these decisions. And we allow our emotions and the immediacy of what is happening to greatly influence us. Everyone we, wants an answer now. Totally. Well, and we don't, but we don't take the, the entirety of the picture of what Nick Foles has done in his career, why you spent $24 million a year to bring him here. And the fact that he had done nothing to prove you wrong for spending that money. And because of all those things, and this is not a money thing. This isn't Nick makes a lot of money and Gardner doesn't. Because if I felt like Gardner Minshew was going to give this team the better chance of getting to the playoffs and competing for a Super Bowl, then I don't be danged with the money. Who cares how much money? You're going to pay him anyway. You're going to pay him one or another. Right. So it has nothing to do with money. I'm just saying – I think it's important, and, and my guess is, is Doug and the staff, and, and as they make this decision after this game, and they talk to uh, Tom and Dave, and everyone weighs in, that you have to look at the big picture, and you have to take everything into account. Gardner you don't think it's sustainable, then? I, don't, I didn't say that, Pete. Well, I mean, if you're taking them out, you don't think what Minshew's doing is sustainable. 
Basically, that's what you're saying. I I don't think eight and eight is going to get you to the playoffs. That's not what I'm not saying. He's going to go eight and eight. Well, and he's said, not eight and eight. He didn't start the opener. He, he played. He's not four at, and four. He's he played four and three. He played every snap except for eleven, Pete. Yeah, that well, was on the defense three, that day. But he didn't start it. He didn't start the opener. He's four okay. and three as a starting oh, quarterback. Right. That's true. Okay. No problem. I'm not going to argue this. Do I think it's sustainable? I, I'm not saying that. It, if we had to go the rest of the year with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback, I feel fine with that. You just feel better if it's false. I just think if I look at the like, I'll say this: the New Orleans Saints game, when they gave a different look and something that they weren't fully prepared for because they hadn't shown it, would it have been easier to make an adjustment with Nick Foles as your quarterback or Gardner Minshew? Well, that's three games ago. Now he's got two I'm more games. I'm asking a question, himself. Pete. If Foles at that moment for sure, Foles. Okay, that's it, just, it was clear. He didn't adjust it. Okay, so you don't think they're not going to see different things and as they play better teams that are going to game plan and do things that maybe Nick Foles can make the adjustment better just because – I'm not saying – because of his history and his experience and everything else? Maybe. You're probably right from okay. that standpoint. But and there's so, a lot of smart quarterbacks in this league that see things that Minshew hasn't seen that can't play. I get that. But Nick Foles can. He's proven it. He's proven it under a ma- – he had a magical postseason run. Yes, he did. And by the way, he was really good last they, yeah, year They got him back Philly. in the postseason. Yeah, two runs in a row to get to the playoffs. They weren't doing very well. well. They were, Hold on. When Wentz was the quarterback, they were struggling until he got hurt. Foles came in. And then, yeah, he Foles came well, in and, and played he very in, well. He went in in New Orleans and he and should have well won. Quarter. Yeah, the guy dropped the ball. Dropped the ball. If he don't drop the ball, there is it. Bad for two quarters in that game. So was Drew Brees. <laughs> That's not what we're not talking about. Drew Brees. We're talking about he, Nick Foles. You can't just pick and choose your little pieces of games. I'm he had I'm a chance. Devil's advocate here. You think it's a slam dunk? He should go back in. I, I don't. don't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what Doug's going to do. I have no idea. No, you're the not question what was asked. Should, what he's going to do? What he should do? The, no, I, the question was asked to me. If I was the head coach, as I sat here today and had to make a decision, I would go with Nick Foles. If it, I Nick would Foles probably lean that way, but I want to. I want to hold off on my vote until this week. If, if Nick, he wins a shootout against the Texans, I might. I might change my my thinking on that. If Nick Foles is a hundred percent healthy, I'm going with Nick Foles, and that has nothing to do with how I feel about Gardner Minshew because I think Gardner Minshew is the future quarterback of this franchise. Because I think so, he's gonna, I think he's going to get better than he is right so, now. So three fifty three out duels Deshaun Watson. They win thirty three thirty. You come back off your bye week from London, and he's out and Foles is in against the Colts. I don't. I'll, I'll I'll make that decision after the game. I told you how I sit you, here today. You, I'm asking you right That's now. I'm, you, I don't, I'm playing that forward. That I don't know what that scenario. looks like. I don't know what the whole game looks like. Just throwing well, numbers just out it. there. Three thirty-three, and they win a shootout. He comes out. That would means he has about twenty-two hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns with two picks. Well, he's on pace right now to go four thousand. I mean, he's playing great. I got nothing just against saying. it. I, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying. Is, at, is, I would, is it a bad is, decision to have or a good decision to have? It's a great decision. Oh, come on. Of course. One that I don't think this franchise has had. It's a tough decision, though. It's not, Either I'm not, way. I'm not saying it's easy. You brought it up. I, I was asked the question this morning, yeah. what would I do? And as I sat here today, I would put Nick Foles back in. Here, come- here's a question that I can't answer because I don't live there anymore. What's the pulse of the fan base? What would they do? 
Oh, they're t- I mean, they love Minshew. It's Minshew mania, man. Minshew mania, but I, I, I don't go by that. I'm sorry. I love our fans. If I'm the head coach, I'm not making a decision yeah, but, based I mean, on what the fans want. Not, no, you're not making it based on the fans, but I'm just curious what the fans would do. What do you say, JP? Well, it's Minshew mania. I don't, if they're winning games, I think they'll still come to the games, that, if that's what you're asking. No, I'm asking wh- who would the fan base Pete, Well, they'd want Minshew mania. Pete, you're asking a dumb question. Right. I mean, no, it's a I'm dumb, not. yes, I'm you curious. are. I'm that's not, a dumb question. Not gonna make that's like saying, well, what does the media want you to do? Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I love our fans. What do the fans want me to do? But I'm just they, curious. You know what's what, the pulse of the you city? You know what the fan, you know what the, the we pul- told you, Minshew mania. You know, you know what the pulse of the city is? You know what the fans want? They want to win. They want to go to the playoffs. They want a Super Bowl championship. So the okay. job of the head coach and the organization is to make decisions that gives you the best chance to win, get to the playoffs, and go to the Super Bowl. Yes. We have a quarterback on well, our, I- hold on. You have a quarterback on the roster who has done that. That you paid money because of his what he's done throughout his career. And because you felt like he could do that for you. And he's done nothing to change that mindset based on his play. So if he goes back in against the Colts and plays poorly, do you yank him? After one game, no. But I'm, I like the fact that I got another quarterback. If things aren't going well, I can put him in. All right, guys, plenty to come on this. We've got to get back to this topic a little bit later. We'll come back, though, and break down the defensive performance yesterday and what a performance it was against Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. And I don't like how Pete's positioning me right Jets. now. Either. Yeah, well, you backed in a corner. Aren't I'm you? not backed in a corner. It's not, I mean, this is, this is not liking one more than the other. It's making a decision. What gives you the best chance to win? That's all it is. We'll delve it in a little bit more a little bit later on this topic. Defensive talk. When we come back, what a day it was for that group. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, 
Get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low price leader, Floor & Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor & Decor. We came in under budget. Way under uh, budget. It's way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money and make your house look great? I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Floor and Decor, two Jacksonville area locations, or visit floorandecor.com. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB equal housing lender and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it was a third down in the second quarter. It was uh, Demarius. And I want to say uh, Crowder, they ran like a scissors concept. And me and Jada went after the seven cut. Sorry, we went after the seven cut. And I told him, I was like, yo, next time we see it, we're not going to get it. So that same play, they just decided to put 17 out there. Uh, I knew him at Houston. He's a speed guy. So Dub tried to scissors it. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay on it. And as soon as I saw the ball in the air, I just knew it was mine. So um, it was a good play. Uh, we needed it. It was important. Uh, great job by the offense scoring on that uh, following drive. A.J. Boye discussing his interception. One of three takeaways for the Jaguars' defense against the Jets yesterday. Jags win 29-15. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. We'll get back to the quarterback stuff coming up. It's a hot topic around town and in this studio and in Fort Lauderdale today, of course, with Pete. Uh, let's talk defense. So these guys, they got to Darnold, what, eight times, hit him 13 times, intercepted him three times, and that's a pretty – Doggone good day at the office for the defense. Yeah, they played well. And I think a lot of it is, you know, the rookie, Allen, continues to play well. Smoot is, after not getting a sack at all in his career, as four this year, he's rushing the passer well. And then the biggest difference around the four-man rush is Ngakwe because he's healthy again. And the last two weeks he's had great pass rushes. And he's starting to affect the quarterback even when he's not sacking him. Um, at least one of the other sacks, you got to give credit to him because he beat the tackle, forced him to step up right into the hands of Clayus Campbell. So, I mean, they're starting to get going a little bit with that front four pressure. And a guy like Darnold, the young guy that has a propensity when pressured, instead of eating it or throwing it away, trying to do too much, you're going to have opportunities. And that's what happened. They got Avery, Jones, Avery Jones getting pressure too. Right. Right. Taven Bryant played very well. I mean, the whole group, they, they, had a, they had a nice outing. I thought the defense played overall. Uh, I, give, I give Todd Walsh a ton of credit. You know, Adam Gase is a guy that, if you look at him historically, does very, you know, his offenses do pretty good early in games because he's able to script things up, very productive. And it's on the 
it's on the back of the defensive coordinator to make adjustments and do to give them different looks than they did. They really made some nice adjustments. Um, had some good. It's pressure. also a really bad offensive line. It's it's an awful offensive line. Um, but take advantage of that. And they took advantage. You know, they, they you did have what to. They, we've played off. That's we've, the matchup. We've played bad offensive lines in the past and not been able to get there. And they got it done and did a great job. Really good job. What about uh, Trey Herndon with two picks? Yeah, what a day. Yeah, Trey played well. Um, he played smart, too. And there's one play that is going to go down as a negative, but it was a heads-up play by him where he was going to be get beat on a double move by Robbie Anderson. And it was, it was, it was going to be a house call. And he knew he was beat, so he grabbed him in the double move. And that's a smart play. Listen, it's better to give up 10-yard penalty than a 70-yard touchdown to one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And uh, he, made, he broke on the ball really well. He, he, I thought he played outstanding. Um, he stepped up. I mean, 20, we traded 20, and, and before that, 20's back was hurt. And uh, Trey Herndon has stepped in there and, you know, he's gotten beat a couple times, but, you know, people – I tell people, I try to remind them. 20 got beat at times. Now he's a great player, no doubt about it. But if you play man and you play corner in this league, you're going to get beat with today's rules especially. I opened the but game. But the good thing about him is he's improving every week. That's right. He, I, I, I really impressed. A.J. stepped up in a big way, had a nice pick. He's playing well. I think the whole secondary. Miles has had two back, back-to-back good games. Uh, Calitro stepped in, led the team in tackles. Um, so overall, you know, you hold the team to 15 points defensively. That's a good job. The Jets didn't run the ball. They didn't really try to run the ball a lot, though. In that well, they game. had nothing going. They tried to, and there was just nowhere for Le'Veon Bell to go. And that's without Darius, and that's with uh, makeshift linebacker core. You know? But let's give Taven credit. Taven played Taven. really well. He played very well yesterday. Very physical, uh, penetrated, was pushing the guards around. Um, created havoc in there. So, uh, you know, hats off to Taven. We've we've all been very critical of him, rightfully so, at the beginning of the year. The training camp was a disaster for him. He did not have a good camp. But uh, give the kid a lot of credit for fighting through it and a lot of negativity and not hanging his head and continuing to work. I mean, this is a guy who had to play late in, the, uh, late in preseason game four. Not a great sign. If you're a guy that you you know you're gonna be counting on in today's preseason, you play preseason game four, especially late. You're usually they're looking at you trying to figure yeah. out what the heck's going on. Right. And uh, he's responded, and the opportunity came to start. It was a second career start, and he did a great job. What is uh, Pete? What is what is uh, on this defense uh, left to fix that they can improve on? What's the most glaring issue, I guess, right now on defense? I think, well, the linebackers, clearly. I mean, they're banged up there. I think that's a major problem. Um, do, you go, and, do you go get a guy before the deadline? Well, I mean, you might. Well, I mean, how bad are those injuries on some of those other guys that weren't put on IR? How bad are they? Well, I think Quincy will play this week. Yeah, Doug, sense. Doug Marone didn't say specifically today. He said he'd had more on Wednesday, of Yeah, I bet, you, I bet you Quincy plays this week. Najee might could, could be back. Yeah. Najee uh, good. Leon Jacobs is a soft issue injury, hamstring, so it just depends how bad that is. So I think you're going to get at least one of them back this week. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I mean, I'd explore it. I don't know if there's a lot out there, but I'd explore it for sure. Somebody that's like somebody that's sitting on a bench somewhere that might not be a system fit would make sense. Cleveland just traded a guy that was sitting on their bench to the Eagles, who I think is a pretty good football player as a situational pass rusher, that kind of guy. Cause he wasn't, he didn't fit what they were doing. So it would fit with the Eagles. That makes sense. If you can find one of those, I'd make a move to go get one. Would you have looked at Leonard Williams? With the injury to Darius. Contracts an issue too, Tony, going forward. Well, but here's the thing. They gave up, the Giants gave up a third this year, fifth next year. And the Jets are taking six of his $8 million left. So it's going to cost the Giants $2 million this year in salary. Um, he's a free agent at the end of the year. And reportedly he wants a big number. The way I would look at it is, so let's say you can't tie him up and you can't get a deal that you want. And you lose in the free agency, you're going to get a third-round comp- uh, compensatory pick to make up for the one you gave away. So would it have been worthwhile for $2 million in a f- fifth-rounder two years uh, uh, in 2021 to run him for the rest of the season? To fl- uh, solidify the uh, the D-line. He hadn't played that well either, though. Let's, played let's well yesterday. He has not. He's been inconsistent this year. He played very well yesterday, though. Right. He's a good player when he wants to be. Yeah, he was, he, question about he was pretty dang good yesterday. Who was he pushing around over there? I didn't um, watch the tape. He was, he was pretty aggressive and physical with a bunch of guys. He had a sack that got, uh, against Cam that, that got uh, – Ruled no sack because of holding by the one of the linebackers. By the secondary. Yeah, but he was pretty physical throughout the day. He's a very he's not a great pass rusher by any means, um, but he's a very good run defender. Just a thought. I mean, it doesn't matter now. The Giants yeah. traded for him. Yeah, so no, but no, are, it makes sense. Those are the things that I think if you're Dave and Tom, you're starting to look at the next 24 hours to see if there's any deals like that. What about um, Derek Wolf? It depends what he costs. And what, I don't know. I don't even know what his salary is. I mean, I think Derek Wolf is I think a, he's unrestricted after the season too. I think. Yeah, I don't. I, Derek Wolf is a tough guy, with I don't think a huge ceiling. You know what I'm saying? But you're Pete? technically renting him for the for the years. Like yeah. Bill. So it depends what you want to get, what you want to give up. Um, you know, they got to keep Spence off for uh, the waivers, and he played very well yesterday. He did a good job coming in and filling in. So, I, but I think those are the deals you look at because you're sitting right now at 500. You're two games behind the Colts, who you play twice, so you can control your own destiny there. And you play the Texans this coming week, and if you beat them, you're tied for second in the division at five and four. And five and four, you're sitting in very good position for the wild card in the AFC. And by the way, you got the Titans and the Colts. You have the Colts and the Titans after three straight division three games. Three in a row. This is where it turns. I mean, you and can, you still have the Colts twice. I know that, but the next three, if you can yeah. go make hay, the next three, you're sitting there at the end of November, at at seven and four, mm-hmm. with three straight division wins, and most likely you're at the top of the division or right there. And you got three home games in December after that. I mean, so this is a yeah. huge stretch. So, is there somebody out there? that you're willing to give up a mid-round pick that can help you win those football games. Wolf apparently is getting $9 million a year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I want to pay him that much. Let's, no. come, ba- let's, uh, let's come back, guys. We'll uh, get back on the offensive side. O-line, how'd they do yesterday? 
run game. Well, according to Tony, he probably did great. <laughs> we'll find out what he has to say about it. Uh, the running game as well, Leonard Fournette. Uh, the receivers spread the wealth a little bit yesterday, too. We'll break all that down. Uh, coming up at Daly's Place, Sting, November 8th. Sarah Bareilles, November 22nd. Meet and Grease with Danny and Sandy. That's coming up with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John in December. December 15th. Tickets at dailiesplace.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. At Gate, when the Jags win, you win. This season, we're throwing it back to 1995 when it all began. Each time the Jags win, you can enjoy retro pricing on all 20-ounce Pepsis. So hurry into Gate the day after every Jaguars victory and throw back your favorite 20-ounce Pepsi for just 94 cents. Co-Jags. Gate, serving up more. Valid at participating North Florida Gate locations. Limit one per customer. We go down there, we get close. We thought we, you know, we almost scored. They call a toss play. I'm on the phone, so I'm like, my father-in-law's here, he's gonna kill me. 
if this play doesn't score. I'm serious. You think I'm I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, God, I, I know better than to toss the ball on the goal line. I know better, you know. Hop's like, that's my fault. I put it in there, you know, and I'm like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, you know, so I think, you know, Garner bailed us out on that. You know, he really did. We can't, we can't miss opportunities like that. Head coach Doug Marone in the press conference after the game yesterday discussing the goal line situation. It was the Jaguars call. were turned away, and then Gardner Minshew bailed him out on the Chark touchdown. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Well, they almost scored on the play prior yeah, to that. Yeah, that call, was he? Well, first of all, number one, it, the first one was a touchdown. Like, the pile never stopped moving. Yeah, I didn't get that one. Why'd they blow that dead? They blew it dead because of forward progress, they said. Right. I disagree. Whatever. That, that can happen. Officials yeah. mess, miss that sometimes, but I didn't think it should have been. You see that not called all the time. Um, but then the play after that, a way, toss on the goal line. And I said it at the moment they ran it, that that is an awful call. You do not toss the ball wide from the one-inch line. Like maybe like if there's a tendency that you know they pinch a lot, you want to do it from the four – or something like that, fine. But from the one-inch line. Now you saw Leonard at the end uh, knew it right away, too. He was upset about it. It, you was, could a tell. it was a terrible call. Like I agree with Doug, and his father-in-law should yell at him. I'd yell <laughs> at him. If Doug was in here, I'd yell at him right now. But Didn't father- he pout, Leonard pout a little bit on the sideline? He line? was mad. And you know what? I don't blame him. I was mad. Fred Taylor said it after the game. First thing he said, too. You don't make that call. Well, they did, and they, they got did. away with it because they, they scored. Away. They got away with it because – You just run it right up the gut again. Yes. Like, if anything, do the quarterback sneak. Well, they haven't had success with that a lot, though, either, right? I mean, yeah, but, you know, think about that. The two-point play in Houston, um, the fourth and goal in Cincinnati. I agree. Right? I understand I mean, that, but you don't go out – you don't go wide. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you do, but – I mean, at some point, they got to punch one in, right? You would I mean, hope had, so. He had no chance on that play. No, none. none. They right. literally have one rushing touchdown on the year. One. On the year. Well, Fournette has one on the year. That's all that's they all, have. That's it. Everybody has one. One. And I read a stat somewhere last week, and I, I don't know if it's still holding up, but the NFL is on pace to have, like, the most rushing touchdowns in the history of the league. <laughs> We've contributed one, we have one to the cause this year. Well, they should have had one on the first play. He got, he got gassed. 66-yarder caught from behind by Jamal Adams' his college teammate at LSU. Don't you think he got gassed, Tony? I just think Jamal Adams is faster than he but is. If he keeps running right, he might score. But he was trying to flip past that safety back there and then um, – I, I just think Jamal Adams is faster. For the corner, I'm sorry. And then uh, Jamal Adams just walked him down at it right now. 10 I mean, yards he, back. He's just faster. I mean, I'm sorry. And Leonard said after the game he was playing through a stomach virus, if there's anything okay. to that. Just saying. Uh, I'm not saying he's faster in every situation, but maybe he's just faster. He was faster on that play. But he hasn't housed one of those this year. There's a couple of times he's been called. Like Denver, he had the long one, remember? Yep. That was towards the end of the game. There was a lot of carries in that game. Might have been a different. Yeah, deal. this was the second carry of the game. Correct. Well, first carry, well, first second, play, second, play. second touch. Because he touched why can't? The... Why couldn't they run the ball consistently? Well, the Jets are really good against the run. I mean, they have By the all... way, that's the most points that the Jets have given up all year. Yeah, they're a good defense. And 
they are tough against the run. Greg Williams does a very good job. They're aggressive. They scheme it. Um, they scheme it. I really like their scheme. We had trouble getting to the next level, to the linebacker level. We had trouble blocking the four down guys because they're big and strong. Uh, it was just we lost the line of scrimmage yesterday outside of one play pretty much. One or two plays. There was, I think there was another nine-yarder and a five-yarder. But other than that, not a lot of uh, not a lot of room for Leonard Fournette. Tough sled. So bad, bad grades for the offensive line? Mm. Run game, yeah. I don't think it was very good. Mm. All the way across the board? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, some were worse than others. But, I mean, anytime you can't run it, it's a, it's usually five guys, and don't forget the tight ends. The tight ends did not uh, help very much either. Well, they don't block at all, those guys. Well, they better. You have to well, block. You have to block somebody well, if you're going to run the ball. They bring in Abuehi as the extra uh, lineman a lot of times. Seventy-seven's eligible. We hear that a lot. We do. He's the uh, run blocking tight end. At some point, you know he's going to sneak out on the pass. That's what I asked him the other day in the locker room. Like, have you ever caught a ball? No, man, I've never. <laughs> they you know, they uh, have to sneak him right? out. I mean, it's a point. no-brainer. Let's see the PFF run the grades for the offensive lineman. Oh, did you uh, subscribe? I thought you got kicked yeah, off. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I um, they kicked you Cam out of the Robinson bar. Robinson was so, a major minus. Major, major minus across the board. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, Andrew Norwell got a positive grade in pass blocking and a negative grade in run blocking. I think it's fair. Okay, Linder minus all the way across the board, but really a minus in the run game. Uh, I don't know. Not major minus, but a minus. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. I mean, okay. AJ, AJ can just blistered minus major minus in both. Okay. Juan Taylor minus in the run game, but solid in the pass game. Agreed. And I was then, I, uh, if after watching the tape, and I don't sit there and grade every play, but just right. sense, I would have, I would have given, I would have said that Norrell and Jawan Taylor played the best. So AJ had a bad game. It sounds like AJ had a real rough go of it. Uh, I would have said that Cam had the toughest day. Cam Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both of them did. What about uh, Will Richardson was yeah. solid? It said. Okay. Hmm. No. So so all of a sudden, but, but they, you, I mean, listen, they, Norwell they, played better. They watched that. Well, he's been playing better for a while. Exactly. No, no so we we'll get to that it. argument again. No one right? wants to hear it. Um, but the PFF grades are off the TV copy, too, at this point. I mean, I don't know how they grade anything. We've, we've had this discussion know, for years around here. I don't know why we're doing We've it. had PFF but representatives you're, but you're on the show. you're actually agreeing with them a little bit this week. For the most part, I think it was, yeah, but I don't know exactly. No. Remember, the other thing I can't figure out, I can't figure out what, like, the grades actually mean, these minus twos. Or yeah, I don't know. Well, minus is worse than a positive. I got that. Thank you, Tony. Tony. So that's there's your, that. That's great. Well, Tony, who was the best defensive player yesterday? Uh, I really thought Ngakwe played well in the pass rush. He's the second best, best in the pass rush, but second best overall. Mm. Um, mm. that was Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen was very good. He's a big. He's so physical. Um, Clayus was the best. It said. Yeah, I would not have said that. Clayus was good. <laughs> Pretty good day. One and a half sacks. I mean, come and on, he's big and physical. But I, I mean, I don't know if I would have said he was the mm. best. Nah, I don't know. Tough. They're all. They, Defensively, they played very well. Ronnie Harrison's turned his season around a little bit. He's playing better. Got hurt yesterday. Yeah, we'll I'm, see how that I'm goes. anxious to see what the injury is. We'll see how that goes on Wednesday. Doug Marone didn't have an update because he never came back in. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I mean, 
Him and Hayden. I mean, I think Hayden is played the best of the secondary guys. That's tough, man. When I, overall, because you look at the run and pass. Um, Wilson's yeah, been pretty solid. He had a couple missed yesterday, but he's been pretty solid. Yeah, Jared's played well. Played good football. I mean, outside of I'm trying to think, outside of the Chiefs game, has I mean, it's not like anyone's blistered us in the pass game, have they? No, I can't remember it. No, I can't remember that. I mean, Flacco had a couple nice drives. Um, the run, the run game got run defense got blistered at Carolina. Carolina, yeah. yeah. Outside but of that, they've, they've buttoned it up after that. Yeah. I, this and. We're not. Are we talking? Am I allowed to talk about the Houston game yet, or not? Or should we wait? Just tell me. I know it's on the rundown somewhere here. Oh no! Well, what? Whatever, man. Well, I'll just say the Houston game is going to be <laughs> so interesting to me because it'll be different for so different than we've seen in so long. Defensively, this has always been the game where twenty was mirroring Hopkins, mm-hmm. and that was one of the big storylines. And he did a great job of mirroring them in the uh, week one or the week two game against the Texans. So how they how Todd Wash defends the Texans will be really, really interesting. I like that. Um no Will now, Fuller though. No Will Fuller, so that helps. So how do you what do you do with Hopkins? And then the other thing is no JJ Watt. That's right. On defense, no Watt or Clowney. So that pass and, rush got lost a lot of teeth. And the secondary is so banged up, Tony. They played without three guys yesterday. Well, they traded for the former first round league, what, Conley or whatever his name is. And he played. He had to play right away. They and didn't he, have. And he wasn't Joseph great. Joseph went out. They had. Uh, oh, Joseph wasn't in there. Kevin Johnson got hurt. Um, Lonnie Johnson got hurt. I'm sorry. And then, uh, and then they had another quarter. They had three corners, and one was off the street from during the week, and that counted Conley as a trade. And then Gibson didn't play. Wow. So I, I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I still, I mean, and uh, what's this? Uh, Lamar T- uh, Tunsil went out. Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Sorry. Laramie Tunsil went out as well. Yep. So and I think. Without their right tackle. And Chris Clark came in and played right tackle. And then he had to go play left tackle. They picked him up off the scrap heap. Wow. It's going to be great. It, I, I love the matchup. Are you locking it? No, I told you I will not, not lock games anymore. It sounds like you're building up to a lock. There. I'm not. I love it, though. No. I, we're going to win the game. Uh, I think Jacksonville's winning that game too. I'll feel better about it once I hear about the injuries. But I like where we sit right now. I like this team. I like the front. If you look at the, if you look how this defense goes, it goes with the front four, and I think the front four is playing really, really well. Let's come back uh, in just a moment. Coming up in the second hour, in just a little bit, we'll get your social media questions as we always do. We'll break down the top stories of the day. We'll go around the AFC South. That's a little bit later. Back with more. In just a moment, it is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hungry for something different and delicious during the game? Visit the Daily's Food Truck in the Fan Entertainment Zone near Gate 1. They call it the world's nicest food truck. And at over 48 feet long, it's one of the world's largest as well. Serving Daly's fresh made-to-order sandwiches, subs, tacos, and desserts before, during, and immediately after the game. 
you will absolutely love Daly's food and friendly service. Come by and see why the Daly's food truck is the world's nicest. Or just stop by and grab a quick pick for the gram. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom, powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone-baked pizzas, sandwiches, and Mellow Munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. to get away from a player, to be able to keep his eyes down the field, to get a rough in the pass or where a guy hits the crap out of him and, or gets sacked and be able to come back and be able to run, uh, get a first down, keep his eyes down the field. You know, I probably, I'm always looking for the whole game, so I got to kind of overlook that because he made plays that made up for that. And that's, that's what he's been doing. So, um, you know, he does not play like like his, um, I guess, what's the best word? He does not play as he was brought, like he was brought into this league. You know, a six-round draft pick, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. He doesn't play like that. Head coach Doug Marone in the postgame yesterday discussing quarterback Gardner Minshew II. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli is somewhere nearby, and Pete Prisco is in Fort Lauderdale. Um, let's uh, A little more about the, the quarterback's play yesterday, Pete. Some of the plays he made to extend uh, were fantastic. But are, you, you've mentioned, and I know Tony's mentioned it a few other times, where there are times where he kind of runs for no reason or gets a little jumpy. How was that yeah. yesterday with him? Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched the 22 tape Tony has, but just watching the game back, it, there were a few moments early on where he was doing that again, but I think he kind of caught himself and got out of it because – the play he made to Conley was a great example where he great. 
where he escaped the pressure, stepped up. He keeps it. He keeps his head up, JP. Yeah. He keeps his head up. That's the most important thing. And and so I think, yeah. At times, does he get a little jittery and jumpy in the pocket and feel phantom pressure? Sure, he does. But that's expected for a young quarterback. Right. I think the best part about his game is he scrambles and keeps his head up. Yeah, he looks downfield, and then guys are making plays for him too. To, to they know, kind of, they've adjusted their game a little bit to extend, like the play by Conley. He just took off down the field, um, and then you saw Conley's speed at the end to get in the last thirty yards or so. He's had a couple ago. good weeks in a row, Conley. Was it three weeks in a row? He's been pretty good, Conley. I Correct. Think that's, and what's Westbrook's injury? It's a neck, right? Neck, shoulder. He's had a. He's been on the uh, yeah. injury report for about two or three weeks with a shoulder injury. Correct. Um, one of the toughest guys in the team has been sucking it up, but uh, got banged up yesterday and just couldn't get. Uh, couldn't keep going. Yeah. So, but you got different guys making three different receivers caught touchdowns yesterday. Um, Chark had that one where he just kept moving towards the sideline, and then Keelan Cole is starting to show up a little bit. Tony, uh, JP was asking me when you were walking in about Minshew at times, you know, jumpy, feeling fan of pressure, and then like putting two hands on the ball. I mean, he does do that. I mean, that's. Yeah, I don't know if it's phantom pressure as much as I think the clock speeds up sometimes in his head. Yeah. And when he doesn't get, you know, it's, you know, a couple reads aren't there, then he's like, okay, time to go, even when the pressure's not there. And that's when he kind of steps up, backs up. Now he has enough awareness where he typically makes it work. So, um, and maybe it's fan of pressure, but to me, it's almost a clock issue in his head, which is fine. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, that's good. Those are the things that we talked about earlier. Right. Like, why would you go with Foles? Well, there's one reason. I mean, Foles has played a lot of football games. And, like, one of the things we have to make sure we don't fall into the trap of. Is like if you choose Nick Foles, oh, well, you just don't like Gardner Minshew. It has nothing to do with it. You can actually believe that Gardner Minshew is the future of this franchise and still go with Foles this year. So, uh, and we were showing some of the highlights on Jaguars.com and on the, uh, the Facebook feed here. And uh, a lot of the passing yesterday was Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. And, I mean, yesterday, the, the, the play he made, it was over – I forget what quarter this was. It was over. It was a mismatch in favor of the Jaguars. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure that was a audible by Minshew. He saw the blitz coming, yeah. audible to it, changed to a scat protection, meaning mm -hmm. that Fournette's going to free release. He had uh, 60. I can't even think the kid's name now. Uh, Jordan Willis, I think. Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis. Jordan yeah. Willis yeah. was on him, man to man, uh, as a defensive end. Minshew knew it, ran a, a, a kind of a little bit of a wheel route and hit. It was a perfect throw, perfect call, right over and a his ear. Great perfect. catch yeah. by uh, by Fournette. He had seven targets, seven catches, sixty yards yesterday. He had a big day. I mean, I think he had ninety yards rushing, eighty-seven, ninety, seventy-six, seventy-six. He only had seventy-six, sixty-six yards. on one play. <laughs> That's bad. Ten on yeah, eighteen other the ball carries. Very well yesterday. Yeah. And by the way, he had another nine-yard run and like a five-yard run. <laughs> so like he had a bunch of minuses. A bunch of minuses. Then you saw the minus at the goal line. Yeah. It's like minus six. That was bad. It's minus seven, actually. Whatever yeah. it was, right? Not it's not what you wanted down there. Um, so that's been a nice addition to this passing. A little, you know, and that was the question when he came in: Can he catch the ball? Well, yeah, he can catch the ball. I mean, you just have to do it in college. He had 140 yards from scrimmage. It's a good day. And he's yeah, been and, like that and all year. Like you mentioned about the run defense is good, and the weakness is those corners. So why not go after him? 
That's why I picked uh, Minshew in fantasy yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And I picked um, Mike Evans as well. He only had, did you, uh, did he only you win? Had, uh, I guarantee I won yesterday. Are you going to be out of the bottom? I'm not in the bottom. Place? No, Jeff's in the last place. I'm in third, just behind Dempsey. Looking up at you, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm in first place. You had Some, a bad week, though. Somebody, I didn't have a bad week. Not as good as mine. Packers running back last night did pretty good. Uh, we're back with a second hour coming up. More of Baselli and Prisco. And we'll get to your social media questions. We'll go around the National Football League. It's all coming up in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. Attention Jags fans, this is your chance for you and three of your friends to fly to Atlanta to see the Jaguars take on the Atlanta Falcons December 22nd. All you have to do is download the free Money Pages app today and you can enter to win. Airfare, hotel stay, and tickets to the big game all covered. The savings don't stop there. When you download the free Money Pages mobile app, you'll unlock great local savings on the go. So it's simple. Pick up your phone, go to the App Store, and search for the free Money Pages app. Good luck and go Jaguars. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low-price leader, Floor & Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor & Decor. We came in under budget. Way under budget. Uh, way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money and make your house look great? I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Floor & Decor, two Jacksonville area locations. Or visit FloorAndDecor.com.
the end of the day, you know, it's about getting wins, you know. Uh, so went at home, hard fight, you know, they fought, they, they didn't, you know, they came in, you know, with a good game plan and really, you know, pushed us, you know, and, and made us uh, bring our A game, you know. But, uh, you know, it's a testament, you know, Saxonville, you know, I mean, we had a lot of guys making plays. I mean, literally taking turns making plays. It's, it's fun to be out there. Calais Campbell in the locker room after the Jaguars win over the New York Jets in Week 8. Welcome back for the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli in Jacksonville, Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer in Fort Lauderdale. As we recap the Jags' win yesterday and look ahead to the Week 9 game at Wembley Stadium in London that's coming up Sunday. The defense got takeaways, three of them, three interceptions off Sam Darnold. And in moments where they needed them, too. It was a tight ball game for a little while in that second half. And it shouldn't have been. If, you had, if the red zone offense was not as poor as it's been, it's continued yesterday, it's, the game's not close. But they got it done. They got to the quarterback a lot. They um, sacked him eight times. I mean, it's a similar story to last week against Cincinnati, really. At one point, I look at the scoreboard. The Jaguars had, I think, 365, 380 yards of total offense, and the Jets had 113. <laughs> and we were winning by a score. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And they finished 389 to 213. That was the final total of yardage. So. You know, it's funny. It's amazing, though. Even in the NFL, you look up and you're, it's only a seven-point game at one point. Right? Well, there's, uh, most games are so tight till the end. I mean, that's the NFL. That's why the NFL is the best. Games are always tight. It's hard to blow a team out unless you're the Patriots or the 49ers. Gase went for two and got it, and they were down seven. Would you have gone for two, Pete? No, I would not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I would not. Tony, you too. No. Uh, whatever. No, I would no, not have I gone for two. No, I would not have either. But it worked out, at least to get him within seven. Did it? I they don't lost. know. They lost the game. But is Gates going to make it past this year, Pete? Yeah, that team's terrible. That roster's terrible, Tony. Who could win with that team? You saw the. You're an offensive line guy. Look at that. Look at that oh, offensive line. Bad. And then you you go to the defense. It's a defense predicated on being have edge rushers. Where are they? And where are the corners? <sighs> Well, they spent a bunch of money for Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, well, he didn't. They, this regime did. The last one did. But think about it. No, it, the, there's three position groups that are just terrible on this team. The offensive line. Most important. The pass rushers. Second most important. And the corners. Third most important. We're talking, After the quarterback. Those are the, th- right. those, the three you just named are arguably, you can, and you could argue which – which, uh, how you rank them, but those are the three most pos- important position groups outside the quarterback. For those nice. joining us, we're talking about the Jets right now, for the record. Terrible. It's a terrible group. The safeties are both good. Um, they ha- do have some young, talented down players. The kid from uh, Fakusi, what's his name from uh, Connecticut? He made some plays yesterday. Quinn and Williams will be a good player, but I mean, no edge rushers. Who are the edge rushers? They don't have any. I, I, and that line, Tony, you've been around the league a long time. That is a bad line. It's not very good. They struggle. And we have the kid from USC. I think he'll end up being a good player. Oh, I think he he's has a far- chance. He's just young. Right. He's far from it now. Khalil, okay. I mean, he, Shell is terrible. Well, Khalil Lewis got hurt. Good. Khalil got hurt. It was out. Yeah. He Her- played 32 uh, snaps. Harrison came in. He stinks. Uh, Beecham, Beecham didn't play yesterday. Beecham didn't play. Uh, Simile got cut. I mean, three-fifths of their 
projected starting offensive line wasn't in there yesterday for most of the game. Bad group. The offense for the Jaguars yesterday made some plays. That, as you said, not great in the red zone again. Two for four officially on the day. Uh, Minshew bailed him out on that goal line situation by a scramble play and a touchdown to Chark. Uh, made another great scramble play on the touchdown to Conley and just overall made plays in the game. Uh, a three-touchdown day for Gardner Minshew yesterday in this offense. The running game, though, struggled after the Fournette 66-yarder. He had only 10 yards rushing the rest of the day on 18 other carries. So well, that, of, that's why you got red zone problems, too, is you can't run it in there. Pete, it's, a, it's maybe the smartest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I said because someone asked me, like we were talking in the pregame. Well, what's wrong with the what's wrong with the red zone offense? How do you fix it? I said, well, the way you fix a red zone offense is you have to be able to run the ball in because it's hard to throw in the tight red zone. Well, how do they do? Is it up front? Is it play calling? Is it the running I think back? I think it's. I think it's it starts up front always. Obviously, you have to look at the schemes and what you're trying to do schematically. And then, you know, um, I think Leonard's running pretty well right now, so I'm not going to put too much on him. No, for him, he's playing very well. What does that mean for him, Pete? Compared to last year. Okay. You made it sound like you don't think he's a, that he has a limited ceiling. No, I, I give him all the credit in the world. The guy's turned his career and his everything around. I, I'm not going to take it away from him. Right. So I think he's second in the NFL now in rushing behind Dalvin Cook. That's correct. Like it was last week. He's still first in the AFC. He leads the league in attempts. They're running him a lot. He is getting a lot of touches. And that doesn't even count, the obviously, the passing How many play. touches is he averaging a game? Do you know? Stand by. I mean, that's, a like, lot of, that's a lot of carries. Go add up the carries. Stand, stand by. Let me, get, let me get to him. We relax. Five minutes. Uh, stand by. You're so I mean, slow. You're not very smart. God. All right. Um, 163 touches in eight games. 163. That's tw- over 20 touches 20, a game. About 20, 22. What? Two. 22. First three weeks. 23. From, 23 touches a game. First three weeks, he was in the teens. 13 touches, 15, 15. Then he had 29, 23, 20, 29, and 19. Yeah, so, so the first three weeks, they were, they were not – into it too much. Just over twenty three. That's, that's not out of control, though. No, just 20. that over twenty three touches a game is fine. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't count the passing game. Obviously, he's getting touches there too. No, okay. I just, that's what I asked no, you. Yeah, this Wait, rushing. touches, not it's touches. Ca- what you did? He just asked touches. You gave him carries. Yeah, well, you're an hold idiot. on. That's you're carries, an... and then hold on. Stand by. Passing. I mean, uh, receiving. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. The world. <laughs> so <laughs> thirty five more. So one hundred sixty three plus thirty five is one ninety eight. Uh, so 198 divided by eight games is two, three, 24.75. No. Yep. 25, basically. 25 touches a game. There you go. That's so, not, that's probably a couple too many. Uh, for today's game. For today's game. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, uh, he's earning his money this year. Well, they haven't had. Well, I mean, since O'Shaughnessy went out, they haven't really had a tight end threat to throw to. He's got a lot of the passing. What about Oliver? Caught his first ball. Since O'Shaughnessy's been out, they haven't had so much of a tight end threat to throw yeah, to. Yeah, he had a catch yesterday. Don't take it away from the kid. <clears throat> I didn't. It was right near the goal line. Um, so they've had to rely on Fournette in the passing game a little more, I think. So well, did he, did he, looked- he added Oliver Block in his 29 snaps? Um, Tries? Willing? Yeah, I, I think he tries. 
I wouldn't call it significant. So basically, they don't have a tight end who can block right now. Yeah, they do. Obwehi. <laughs> say his name, Pete. How do you say his name? Obwehi. There you they go. got it. All Only because right. you heard me say it. <laughs> Obwehi. <laughs> we're we're going to ask you in about five minutes again. But every time he comes in, they know he's a tight end. He's going to block. That's um, why you run the fake at some point. Let, run him out into, you know. Run him down the seam. Let's go. See how fast a big guy and can go. Marquise Lee played 21 snaps yesterday. He got banged up, came back in the game. Um, he had one catch, one target. Mm-hmm. I, he's just not – Marquise is not a significant part of the passing game right now. That's is, fair. I think that's fair to say. That's very fair. Yep. He comes in, he does a lot of dirty work. He's a good – he blocks, he digs out safeties. But as far as a pass catcher, I think he's a afterthought right God, now. I mean, he's coming off a catastrophic knee injury, and then he had the ankle last week, and just that's just kind of how it's been this year. For you me. know, it's funny though. We we just showed a play where um, he's downfield and he's blocking, and you can see him competing and blocking. <laughs> that guy will block. No, that's what I just said. He's he's doing the dirty work. I mean, he's, it, I'm taking nothing away from him. He's playing hard, doing the dirty work for sure. Can he? Can he get back by the end of the year to being a factor? You know, I think the hard part is, Pete, I mean, you got Chark playing well, you have Conley, and those are your two outside guys. I don't see him surplanting them. And then you have Didi in the, in the slot. So if everyone stays healthy, I don't see him playing a major role. And Keelan Cole occasionally, is, he's yeah. like the fourth guy, which but, is a tough ta- role. Yeah, but take Keelan, Keelan out of it. I yeah. mean, just take the three guys that are going to get the majority of the reps. Mm-hmm. You know, Who's he going to play over? Right. Right. Uh, right now, I get the sense he's more of the slot backup slot behind Didi, where you have, you know, Cole as the backup outside receiver. Well, with Didi's injury, maybe he's going to have to play more. I will, I will bet you any amount of money Didi plays in London. Any amount. Any amount. I He played tough. 30 snaps yesterday. That dude is so tough. And left the game, didn't come back after halftime. He is so tough. I, I just, I don't see him missing this game. I could be wrong, but I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, coming up schedule the uh, rest of the way, it's uh, hey, division games, the next three games, of course, in London this week, off in week 10, at the Colts, at the Titans, and then there are three December home games over the last five games of the season. Um, so the next month is where this thing can turn the right way or the wrong way, and then if you get into December with a chance – this team could make a run. Well, yeah, three of your last five are at home. And so the two road games are the Raiders and the Falcons. The home games are the uh, are the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the Chargers and the Colts. Colts. Yep. Go through the schedule. Let's count them up. All right. We do this all the time. <laughs> we do, do it every it week, I think, right? They're going to beat the Texans. They're going to beat the Colts. They're going to beat the Titans. That's three. So they're hold on. They're, they're at seven and four. Yeah, they're going to They'll lose one of the Colts or Titans on the road. One of them. No, they won't. They're going to beat the okay. Buccaneers. All right, so it's eight beat and the four. Bucks. They'll beat the Chargers. They'll beat the Chargers. Nine and four. They'll gag at the Raiders. Lose to the Raiders. Nine and five. They'll beat the beat Falcons, the who are terrible. And five. And they'll beat the Colts. They're going to be eleven and five. Eleven and five. Tony Baselli, you heard it here first. They're going to win the. Uh, they're going to win the division, and they're going to get a home, home playoff game. One home who? playoff game, and they'll play the. Buffalo? Um, no, Buffalo will be the higher seed, so they'll play the last wild card team. The last wild card team will be. Let me think of this for a second. The Colts. The Colts. Yeah, it'll be a rematch of the Colts. The next week. <laughs> Jags will play back to backs. 
And then they'll, and win they'll, that. Beat, the, they'll beat the Colts and then what? And then they're going to go to Kansas City for a rematch because Kansas City yeah. will be the two seed. And, and mopped up off the field. Goodbye. Hold on. Is that right? No, because <laughs> Pete's not confident in all of that game. Yeah. yeah, you get you get a one seed in New England, a two seed in Kansas City, a three seed in Baltimore. Baltimore. And no, a four we'll seed be the, no, no, we'll be the four. We'll be the three seed. We'll be eleven and so five. That, ba- Baltimore will be the four seed. They're gonna play. So, they're gonna play Buffalo, which will be the five seed, and the uh, Colts. No, because they would play. The, they would be the three seed. You said. Jacksonville, and, and they we'll would play, play the sixth seed, which would be the Colts. Colts, and the yeah, the let I me mean, just tell you, you want to know the playoffs are going to go right now? This is how it's going to go out. Well, who's going to be quarterback go. first? Here we go. Here, here, here. You're going to have the uh, Patriots and the the Colts. I mean, the Chiefs will have a bye. Okay, right. Week one of the playoffs, wild card round. It'll be Indianapolis coming to Jacksonville, and it'll be Buffalo going to Baltimore. All right, Jacksonville will beat. The uh, uh, Colts again, back to back. Will be a three sweep, and the Bills are going to beat the Ravens. The Bills will go to New England, and we will go to the Chiefs. We will beat the Chiefs. Upset, <laughs> upset on the road upset in January. The road. And you've heard it here first: the Bills will beat the Patriots. <laughs> and the championship game will be championship in will be in Jacksonville. Jacksonville will beat Buffalo. Off to Miami. Here we go, boys. To play who? Uh, we're going to play the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. <laughs> we're going to do the NFC while we're at it, too? Playing the New Orleans Saints. Uh. Oh, my God. So, here's the question. It's so misguided. Pete, who's the quarterback during all this is my it, question. The, I don't know. Tony already has him in the Super Bowl, so it must be Nick Foles. Hey, Foles will have his second MVP of his career. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Did you uh, just lock that? No. Nope. Yeah, is it a tr- double, triple? Well, that would be like there's like it's ten, lock, there's lock. ten There's ten games in there, so that's a ten locker. Deca. That's a Deca, Deca lock. Deca lock. <laughs> so if, they, if they lose the next three and they're four and seven, they'll be talking about draft after that then. Yes, we will be. Ugh, let's, <laughs> not, let's not go there tonight. Uh, let's come back in a moment. Social media questions. They might go there tonight. Tony's favorite segment when we return. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. You say no, we say way, no way, no way. You say- 
Hey, Jags fans, come cool off with No Way Wednesdays at Gate. Every Wednesday during Jag season, come fill up an 8-ounce cup with your favorite Yobi frozen yogurt and all the tasty toppings you crave for $3.99. Enjoy this low-calorie, refreshing frozen yogurt treat and top it off with fresh fruit, sprinkles, and other fun toppings. Available at participating Gate locations. Gate, serving up more for Jags fans. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. It's game on at Jack Hananiah's Hyundai of Orange Park and Jack Hananiah's Westside Hyundai. Battling it out to see who's going to be Hananiah's number one Hyundai dealer. They're both doing whatever it takes to win you over. Get great savings on every vehicle, like the all-new Palisade. Plus, get a complimentary lifetime warranty in addition to Hyundai Assurance, America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. To learn more, rush to westsidehyundai.com or hyundaioforangepark.com. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, anytime, you know, we're in the red zone and Gardner gets to scrambling, I just try to squeeze through everybody and find him. And uh, he got a good eye for that. We almost had two uh, in the end zone. But, uh, you know, just try to find a spot where I can get where he can uh, make the throw. DJ Chark Jr., Jaguars wide receiver in the locker room yesterday. 12 targets, 6 catches, 79 yards, and the touchdown. Jaguars happy hour continues. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. How many catches does Chark have and how many yards on the season? You want touches or catches? I'm kidding. It's a joke. It, was, a it joke. wasn't funny. I know. It was hilarious. Um, is, is he not one of the most improved players in the NFL? Yes, but hold on. I, I got a point to make. I want to hear that. I mean, he's, he's, he's been many, fantastic this year. Right? How many catches and how many yards? DJ Chark has 61 targets, 39, 39 catches, okay. 660 yards, six touchdowns. Okay, so 39 targets, so that's 78 catches. No, no, 30, 39 30 catches. catches. He's, aver- he's averaging 16.9 yards You're per missing catch. my point. What do you Se- want? It's 78 catches on the year if he stays at this pace. He's on pace for 78 catches and just under 1,300 yards. Correct. Oh, just over 1,300 yards. Just over 1,300 yards. Um. I said this to a friend of mine. We were talking about receivers in the NFL. And a couple of my friends who were very misguided were talking about how great Cooper Cup is, and he's the number one guy. And I was explaining to them the difference between being an inside and outside receiver. And Cooper Cup is a fabulous slot receiver, but he'd get eaten up if he was the number one threat. And he operates in a world because of the scheme and what happens outside. And it led to a conversation about Chark. 
And while I don't think Chark is a true NFL number one receiver, like a 1A guy right now, he is on his way to becoming that, which is remarkable based on how far he's come and how much he's improved. I mean, he has the talent and the skill set to be a true number one. Size, speed, good hands. Um, As he learns to – uh, refine his route running, learning to win against man better, just with the nuances of being a veteran guy. He has the, he has like the like the potential and legitimate opportunity and chance to be a number one guy. And I want everyone to understand that we have not had a number one guy here since Jimmy and Keenan. It's a long time ago, like a true, like number one receiver. Yeah, we've, that, we've kind of gone through this, right? I mean, Allen Robinson wouldn't count. Not that's right? the point. He was no Justin Blackman. He was, Tony, you're talking about a number one guy in the Hopkins, Julio, AJ Green class, or I'm, t- I'm talking number one guy like I'm talking one level just below them. Okay. Oh, I I, I don't argue with you. And with the potential because of his skill set, strength, size, speed, there's, why couldn't he become one of those guys? But I'm saying just where he's doing now, he's trending to being a true number one receiver, a guy like you like, okay, he's our guy. He's the guy we're building the passing game around. And by the way, he's going to make it easier for other people because of the attention he's going to require. I think you're seeing a little bit of that. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And because he, I mean, there's not a lot of those guys in the world, by the way. Thank you. Yes. I mean, there's not. I mean, a guy who can play outside and can win. And no, he can win, and he's strong, and he's physical, and he's his hands. got good good hands. And that was a knock on him last year. Remember, he couldn't get to anything. And I think the interesting thing will be is the my hope is that he'll be a, a true pro and work. I'm not saying there's nothing that would tell me he's not, and if he'll. Listen to his current coach, who's a pretty dang good receiver in his own day, of how to become a expert route runner. Watch out! I mean, the kid going to be, could be really could be special. All right, let's get to social media questions today and start off with at Jag Twenty Eight Fan. Do we make a move for a tight end before the trade deadline? There's no one to trade for because those guys don't get traded very often, and there aren't many of them. There is a bad position in the NFL. Would you explore the Hearst kid in Baltimore? He's the third guy there. What yeah. would make you think he's well, I mean, be the best I, guy here, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll say this. If they want to give up a guy they picked in the first round last year for a fourth rounder, sure. I don't think he's a Jacksonville to, kid, too. I don't think they're going to do that, but, yeah, I'd look at it. Yeah, um, I would look at it, too. Uh, the other one. I mean, we need to find a guy like – what's the guy's name in uh, Oakland? Wallen? Waller. Waller. How the heck did they find this cat? He was on the Ravens. They caught, he, had an, he had issues off the field. Uh, the Ravens guy. He doesn't have any on the field that much. <laughs> yeah, he can play. Uh, next question, R. Got no J. Does Minshew have to win this game to remain the starter for the rest of the season, or is this spot already submitted for the rest of the year, regardless <laughs> of Foles coming back? We've discussed this. The other way, you think it's going to be Foles. If you had to ask right now, you would say. Foles is the guy. Pete, Pete's afraid. But if they win and he throws up four touchdowns and, and 350. 
I tend to agree with Tony that Foles is coming back in, but I'm not saying it's the right decision. I am. I'll let you know after this week. That's why Pete will always be a writer and never a GM because he can't make no, decisions. I, I wouldn't. You don't have to make the decision now. Why would you make it now? I didn't. I said based on where we sit today, this is what I'm doing. That's all I ever said, Pete. And I said based on let me see next week and I'll make a decision. Well, next Monday what, I'll have a decision for you. That's the difference between you and I. I make decisions. You walk. You kind of sit on the fence. You can't figure no, out what to do. I'm smart. I can wait. I don't need to make the decision now. You made it already. You're smart, and you can't make it. You're the one who's always pushing for these hypotheticals. Make a decision now. You have to make it out right now. Make it. Yeah, but that's you. In this scenario, I don't like have it. to. That's if he throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns, you're going to look like an idiot because you're going to have him yanked out of the get lineup. I never said that, Pete. I said, today, where I sit, I'm going with Foles. That's what I said. When Foles is healthy. You said no matter what, you're going with Foles. I never said that, Pete. Now you're putting words on I think you're kind of leaning toward that, though. Yes. Yeah, like it would have to be like something shocking to me to make change my mind right now. What, what would make you change your mind? Well, based on what you've said, I'm not going to deal in hypotheticals because I don't have to make that decision right now. <laughs> 400, does four, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. If he throws for 403 this week and wins the game, he shouldn't come out. 400? That, what a day. If he throws for a franchise record yardage. If he throws for 5,000 yards and 18 <laughs> touchdowns, then I'm keeping him in. I mean, come on, Pete. I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play this hypothetical. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not. I'm actually doing the exact same thing you're doing. I'll make a decision nope, after I see how he plays. Hilarious. So if he throws for 315 yards and three touchdowns, you're keeping him in? Yes. Okay. Next question, uh, and this is a high heater at you, Tony, so be ready. At Matt Jones 904 hey, guys, love the show. Not a question, but a quick comment. If it was up to Baselli, we would have Jokel starting at left tackle, Norwell at left guard, and Beatles at right guard. Hashtag fraud. Um, <laughs> can we block him? Because that's name calling. I don't like name calling. Uh, I never said Beatles was – I don't remember ever defending Beatles as a great guard at all. Um. Yes, I I per- tried I tried to protect Jokel. I'm not going to lie about it. I, he unfairly, in my opinion, was being trying to be compared to me as a uh, as a player, and I didn't like that. I didn't like it for him, and so I stuck up for Jokel. Isn't that part of the deal in this franchise, though? I don't apologize for doing that. Norwell, uh, Mr. Matt Jones, 904, you're the fraud. Anytime you want to come watch film on Norwell and really watch. And understand what you're looking at. I would say I'd be happy to, but I really don't want to hang out with you. So go call somebody else. Okay. You, if I remember correctly, you defended Beatles a little bit too. I did not. Now I blistered Beatles. I'll be honest about it. I, I was indifferent. I never said one thing one way or another about him. I do every, remember I blistered him. I was hard on him. Isn't every left tackle in this franchise, Pete, going to be compared to this guy? Of course, it's natural. So I'm like I'm gonna protect I'm gonna but if you haven't figured out yet that I'm gonna lean towards protecting the offensive line and give them the benefit of the doubt, then you haven't been listening very long. Because most of you listening don't know what you're looking at when you're watching the offensive line. And I'm not taking a shot at you. But it's Yeah, like but me. you defend them a little too you defend them more than you should. No What are you talking about? I just said today they didn't play well against the run. I defended Norwell in a game where, and I said he had an awful play that was unexcusable. 
but the rest of the game was not as bad as everyone said it was. And what you and do, I would Pete, agree with you on that. No, but not at the time you didn't. What you do <laughs> with the rest of the fans, you lock on or one or two plays out of a no, seventy. I don't. No, yes, you do. On a, out of a seventy game, a seventy play game, you lock on a one or two plays, and you you make these, you blurt these black and white answers, are saying he's terrible. That's not accurate. And you haven't watched very much football if that's how you're going to judge an offensive lineman based on one or two plays. Because I asked you the question that same week. You know, Zach Martin, I watched struggle and get beat on some plays. Is he terrible? Is he a terrible player? No, no. but because the media and everyone on every national game and he plays for the Cowboys says how great this guy is, which I believe he's very good as well. When he gets beat, it's like, oh, that's an anomaly. Oh, he's a great player. Well, wait a second. Andrew, Andrew Norwell is the 23rd ranked guard in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Well, you know what? You can hang on the tw- you can hang on Pro Football Talk all <laughs> well, that makes him. Well, when you think about it, though, that makes him in the top third guards in the league. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, which I like. Whether I agree with PFF or not, I'm not going by their grading because I don't understand it. And I've talked to too many people who do understand it that understand the game and they don't pay attention to it. So. I'm not here to bash PFF. I think the stats and the uh, compilation of uh, analytics they do is amazing. I think there's a place for it. I think it's very valuable. There's a lot of information I use as far as percentage of blitz and all the stuff that they track. But as far as grading individual players, I will base it on what coaches tell me, what GMs tell me, and what I watch. That's what I'll judge that on. And so, Matt Jones, see ya. You just blocked him. (laughs) about that? He pulled. Jaguars are playing good team football. They seem to be genuinely happy for each other when they make a play. Do you think that they are rallying around each other, and why? I think from training camp, this has been a close team. And I think it's uh, you got to give Doug Marone and the staff a lot of credit. This was a team last year that did not handle adversity well. It was a very selfish locker room. That's what they told us. That's what we saw. Um, the first sign of trouble, there was finger pointing and, and a lot of selfish behavior. It's different this year. I think it's a good locker room. I think they, they, they want success as a team. They, they root for each other. They're there for each other. And I said it on the radio this morning because I was talking to Dan and Jeff, and I said, guys, if I was a fan in this city, I would love this team. Because if you love the teams that I was on early, then you should love this team because there's a lot of similarity from the standpoint, this is a team that plays hard. They not, Listen, they're not great all the time. But the one thing you cannot question about this group is how hard they play and how important it is and how much it matters to them as a group. And that's all you can ask from a team and a, and a bunch of guys. And that's why I, I really like this team. Um, I enjoy covering them. I enjoy watching them play. And, uh, and because there's an energy about them. And I hope it continues. And I hope, I hope and, that – And uh, – And – Yes. And there's a big end. And what? They got rid of Jalen, and they seem like they like that a lot better. Well, but, but here's the thing, Pete. They were. I saw this when Jalen was here. But even now, like in the last couple, you watch the side. And now I see the TV sideline, but I'm sure you guys, they genuinely seem to be having a better time with him out there. And let's be real about it. He wasn't the, he wasn't the greatest teammate. They didn't love him. Let's put it out there. Uh, I'm just telling you, I saw this from the beginning of the year. JP, you've been around too. Yep. If you disagree with me, please do. But I saw this attitude. No, I, I I agree with the attitude early in the year, but I think 
it maybe solidified it even more over the last few weeks Possibly. when all the Jalen stuff That's was fair. going on. That's fair. You know? I, yeah. I'm, fi- I'm with you on that. I'm glad. Now, that- now they have. I don't think they have not said that publicly, sure. but you can feel that. That's fair. Yeah. I can't disagree with that, and I, I think. I think the trade of 20 was a win. Um, you never, you hate getting rid of really good players, and I'm not going to ever say anything different about the way he plays in the field. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of other things that were a distraction and a problem. The fact that you got two first-rounders and a fourth-rounder for him, it's a nice haul. Yeah. Uh, next question from Lloyd R1L. Jaguars' recent policy has been to defer because their strength was in defense. Shouldn't they now change that and want the ball – especially since the defense plays so well ahead. I mean, he's talking about the coin toss, of course. I, I, I would always defer. I want the Me ball too. coming. I, I want the ball coming at halftime. Me too. Maybe last possession, score, first I du- possession, score. I have a chance score. to double up. There you go. So I'm always, right. I always want it at halftime. Me no too. matter what your offense looks no like. No matter what. If you're the Patriots with Tom Brady and, and all the weapons. It. I don't care. I'm, I want the ball in the second half. I want it at halftime. Okay. Easy enough. A final question here from Riley Kendrick. Uh, You guys probably don't get this often, but you guys are awesome. No question today. Keep at it. I like you, Riley. But my question is, what about Tony and Pete? Uh, Thanks for the compliment, but I don't. He said you guys. Oh, unless you're like, yeah. Unless you have multiple multiple personalities, multiple personalities that we don't know about, which is possible. God, if there's two of you, JP, we're all in trouble. We're all in great shape. If that's the case, yes. Um, There you have it. Social media questions in the book. We're back in a moment. And we'll go around the AFC South. Every team in the division won yesterday. Three others in dramatic fashion. Here's the funny thing about this division. It's the whipping boy of the NFL. Like, this is the division everyone wants to say, oh, they're no good. A lot of it's because it's small market teams except for Houston. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this, this ain't a, they're not, none of them are bad right now. But my point is, this. Yeah. I think the NFC North is the best division in all of football. I think the AFC South is the second best division and is the best division in the AFC top to bottom. We'll explain why when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi, I'm Josh Lambeau. Do you like football? Lambeau drills it. You love your little furball? Interested in helping homeless pets? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to sign up for Pet Paradise's Points for Pets program. Each time a field goal is made at a Jacksonville Jaguars home game this season, you will receive $3 to use at any Pet Paradise location, and we'll also donate $3 to help North Florida homeless pets. Visit jaguars.com slash petparadise to sign up and let us give your furry friend an unforgettable visit. Hey, Jaguars fans, Hilton Hotels of Orlando and the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving you the opportunity to win the ultimate fan experience plus a two-night stay in Orlando. By going to jaguars.com slash Hilton, you can enter to win a chance to attend a Jags game VIP style with club seats, pregame sideline passes, postgame press conference access, and a two-night stay at an Orlando Hilton hotel. All you have to do to win Hilton's ultimate fan experience is visit jaguars.com slash Hilton to enter. Entrance must be 21 years or older. Void where prohibited. Visit site for full terms and conditions. 
Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. It's game on at Jack Hanania's Hyundai of Orange Park and Jack Hanania's Westside Hyundai. Paddling it out to see who's going to be Hanania's number one Hyundai dealer. They're both doing whatever it takes to win you over. Get great savings on every vehicle, like the all-new Palisade. Plus, get a complimentary lifetime warranty in addition to Hyundai Assurance, America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. To learn more, rush to westsidehyundai.com or hyundaioforangepark.com. Just knowing that uh, any any dumb mistake I could have made could have put us back probably out of field goal range or whatever the case may be. So I just kept my head and kept going through it. Leonard Fournette, Jaguars running back, talking about the taunting call that was picked up. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, Jaguars happy hour continues. Uh, let's go around the AFC South and the results from yesterday. Every team in the division was home yesterday, and every team in the division won yesterday. The Indianapolis Colts got a field goal from Vinatieri late, 22 seconds to play, right down the middle, 51-yarder, 15-13 to Colts win. The Titans rallied. They had the game-winning touchdown with just under seven minutes to play and beat the Buccaneers. And the Texans over the Raiders. Watson hit Fells for the game winner with 626 to play, and Watson had a three-touchdown day again. So, um, yeah, the, everybody the one, won. Yeah, the one team I'm glad that won is the Texans because you didn't want them coming into London losing two straight. Well, they, uh, they sh- none of those teams should have won, by the way. I uh, I didn't see either of the I watched the Texans game. Well, uh, and they uh, they probably shouldn't have won that game either. Uh, it was back and forth. Yeah, but the the Bucks had a fumble recovery late in the game that on a fake field goal that was blown dead, and they picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. And the Colts they had the Broncos had a play to go win the game on fourth down. They punted the ball, and the Colts went and got the field goal. So, um, you know, they all kind of skated out of there with the victory uh but that's so not all not one of them played great football yesterday but you know what i'm saying pete playing the texans this week because i think they're a good football team and when a good football team's lost two in a row i think you're always like oh here you know they're gonna be you know not that they're not gonna be trying and they're not gonna be wanting to win this game you always do in the nfl but i think there's like even more of a desperation that makes the team even more dangerous. 
No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They probably better they won the football game than they lost. So, um, but this is the best. This is the best division in the AFC, and that's an easy one. I mean, let's compare it to the other divisions in the AFC. The West, you have the uh, the Chiefs. Okay, very good. Better than any team. Actually, no, they're not better than any team. By the way, the Colts and the Texans both beat them there with the with uh, Mahomes. You're correct. Um, yeah, Kansas City's five and three. Oakland's three and four. The Chargers are three, three and five. Four, Denver three five. is two and six. It's a train wreck. I mean, so we're be- the South is better than the West. All right. Which one do you want to go to? Okay, next? go to the North. Uh, Baltimore five and two. Pittsburgh two and four. Terrible. Cleveland two and terrible. Five. Cincinnati over. Awful. Terrible division. AFC East. New England. Very and good. all the rest. Buffalo. No, Buffalo's a good football Buffalo team. Buffalo 5-2, and two, and then all the rest. The yeah. Jets and the Dolphins. So they have two good teams, but the Jets and the Dolphins are dumpster fires. Yes. And so the AFC South is the best. And it's the second best division in all of football. Now, it might be third. There's two really good divisions in the NFC. The North, I think, is fabulous top to bottom. You yeah. Have the, you have the, the North Packers. is the best division in football. Yeah, you Green, have the Bay, Packers. Green Bay 7-1, Minnesota 6-2. Three, three and one, and Chicago three and four. I mean, very good teams. Now the NFC West is pretty dang good too. You got San Francisco undefeated. You have both the Rams and the Seahawks, who are going to be pro- most likely, or they're going to have a. You might have two wild card teams out of there. I mean, they are both really good teams. Arizona's no good. Yeah, San Francisco seven and zero. Oh, Seattle six and two. Rams five and three. Arizona three four and one. So, but it's the South. It's AFC. It's the North. NFC North. AFC South. NFC West, you know, take the AFC South, NFC West, throw it up in a, you know, and see which one comes out. But this is a very good division, a tough division. You have teams that, you know, last year you had two teams make the playoffs. This year, there's an outside chance you have three teams make the playoffs, depending on what Buffalo does down the stretch. But you you could easily have three teams make the playoffs out of the South. Wow. Wow. That's the only division in football with everybody 500 or better. With the overall record right now. Uh, power rankings look like this, like the division standings, Indy, Houston, Jacksonville, yes. Tennessee. Right now, yes. Spot be, on, right there. It'll be different. It'll be different next week. How will it be next week, Tony? It'll be Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee. And then the week after that, it'll be Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee. No, two weeks after that because you no, have two weeks, bye. Yeah, after the bye. Sorry. <laughs> next game. How about that? <laughs> I like it. And- I like it. Uh, let's come back. We'll go around all the games yesterday around the NFL, recap week eight, and look ahead to Monday Night Football. That's in just a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. 
results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. How would you like to see your child roaming the same field as our Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, you can if your child is selected as Daly's Kickoff Kid. One Daly's Kickoff Kid is chosen before every Jaguars home game to run onto the field and retrieve the tee after the Jaguars kickoff. Your child will also be on the field for the game's official coin toss. Beautiful thing. We're back, Jaguars. Happy hour. Final few moments here with Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco. J.P. Shadrick, glad you're with us today. Jaguars win against the New York Jets yesterday. We've already gone over the AFC South. Every team in the division won yesterday. So status quo in the standings where everybody sits. Now it's on to the rest of the National Football League. In week eight, and we start off with the Seattle Seahawks with a win over the Falcons, 27-20. Wilson efficient, and there's trouble in Atlanta when Mr. Blank is getting interviewed after games, Pete. Yeah, and that's not a bad, good situation. I, that one shocks me as much as anything. I thought that would be a good football team this year. They had a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball. The line got banged up a little bit, and, and it started to slow the progress. And defensively, they just can't rush the passer. And when you can't rush the passer in this league, you're asking for it. Uh, there's a change coming. The question becomes, when does it happen, and, and who replaces them? They have three former head coaches on the staff, and Dirk Cutter, Mike Malarkey, and uh, Raheem Morris. So I think if it comes during the season, obviously one of those guys would be the head coach. Well, I, I haven't watched Atlanta once this year. I got them on Thanksgiving, which I'm sure <clears throat> the national networks <laughs> is trying to figure out how to flex out of that game. Um, what the, uh, the kid from uh, – Clemson, uh, who had 16 sacks. Grady Jarrett. No, who had 16 sacks two years with a speed rush. Oh, Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. He's on the trade block. They want to get rid of him. He has a, he, Tony, when he had all those sacks last year, if you watch the tape, all it was two years ago. It was two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. They looped him, stunned him, and he didn't. I mean, that's all he did. He wasn't like he was winning consistently. I never. Uh, he can't I, line up and win. I never liked him. I didn't like him out of college. No. I thought he's a one-trick pony, meaning he's just a speed guy. And if he can't beat you with speed, he does has no power, does not have a dynamic inside move. I think he's pretty limited. I mean, I'd trade for him. Like, if you want to give him to me for a ham sandwich, sixth-round pick, right. yeah. be a situational not pass Jack- rusher. Not in Jacksonville you wouldn't. So, why? Sixth-round pick, be a situational pass rusher? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. Eagles over the Bills, 31-13. The Eagles pulled away midway through the third quarter and ran for 218 yards in the game. As a, so, as a they just pushed them around. You know, that's one thing about the Bills' defense, and, and Tony, I don't know if you've watched them closely this year, but they're very good, they're athletic, they're fast. They're not big. And so the, the Eagles pushed them around on Sunday. I mean, they opened up big holes against them and, and just kind of set the tone for the game, and the Bills weren't good enough on offense to come back. That was That was a – Season-saving win for the Eagles in a tough spot. 
Well, a lot of chirping up in Philly, too, amongst the players going into this week, um, which is interesting. They, uh, I think they have a really good offensive line. Uh, they beat the Packers two weeks ago on Thursday night. They did it by running the ball. And I think that's the formula. They need to run the ball. They need to be physical, use the strength of their team, which is the offensive line, and uh, and, and create more favorable down and distances for Carson Wentz. Uh, the NFC East is still wide open. They got everything right in front of them. And uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see what, where that team goes. I think Buffalo, just based on the division, they got you know two teams that they're going to win. Easy, they're going to win, no problem. They'll probably lose against the uh, Patriots, but I think they're good enough to kind of hang in there, Pete, and get to ten and six. Uh, kind of based on their schedule and where they're at. Yeah, I, and and they're a tough team. You know, that, that's a tough win yesterday. You you your season's basically on the line. You got to win that game, and they found a way to do it. Chargers over the Bears. Pinheiro missed a forty-one yarder, yanked it left as time expired. Ah, uh, boy, another kicker issue in Chicago. Pete. Yeah, but that's on Matt Nagy. What the heck? You had a first down, you had a timeout, and you you sat on the ball to kick the field goal. You've had all kinds of kicking issues in your time there. Why not go get the first down? I mean, go get more yards. Get a couple more yards, and, and, I, or at least try something. I don't think they trust their quarterback, and I don't blame them. I don't think Trubisky's very good, Pete. Yeah, but, Tony, David Montgomery ran for 138 yards yesterday. If no, you could go run them a couple times. I'm not saying for that situation I get that. I'm saying the overall bigger – the biggest issue in Chicago is the quarterback. That's the oh, biggest issue. A question about that. And he wasn't awful yesterday. He just wasn't – he's not good enough. He's just not good enough for the quarterback position. How's Allen Robinson playing up there? Good. Very good. Considering all that, season. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a good season. There's been a couple times where he's been wide open and the, and the kid hasn't hit him. I mean, it looks – frustration comes out, too. Lot, well, yeah, we've seen that around here before uh, with quarterback play. Uh, Lions uh, 31, Giants 26, Stafford good. Jan Daniel Jones had some good stats, but a losing effort. You know what was good about yesterday for Daniel Jones, though? On like, his first series, he, he got hit, and he was trying to throw a swing pass to Barkley, and it went backwards, and the Lions scooped it up and went in for a touchdown. And a lot of times a young guy on the road would wilt in that kind of situation. He didn't. He rallied. He played well. He threw four touchdown passes. He was accurate. He was calm. Uh, that's a good sign for the Giants going forward because a lot of times in that situation, the young quarterback Wilson, he didn't. I mean, here's the good news if you're a Giants fan. You have a franchise quarterback. I think Daniel Jones is the real deal. I've seen him in person. You have a franchise running back. Saquon Barkley is outstanding. The question is you don't have much else. It's an offensive line that's average at best. Um, defensively, they have a lot of holes. Uh, you know, the tight end's nice. Ingram's a good player. Shepard cannot get healthy with all the concussion issues, but they got the most important piece right, and that's the quarterback. And if they can build around him, they got a talented uh, running back as well. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the next couple years. They just traded for Leonard Williams, trying to solidify that defense. They have a lot of work to do, though. Rams over the Bengals, 24-10 in London. Cooper Cup went off 220 on seven receptions for the L.A. Rams. Well, we saw that Bengals yeah. team. That's a bad Bengals team. I mean, that's there's... a terrible Bengals team. And and the Rams have come alive the last two weeks on offense. But look who they've done it against. Pete, come the alive! Falcons. They scored twenty four points on the Bengals, who are <laughs> terrible. No, but I mean, I would Jared not say through for three seventy. I don't care. They that's not coming alive. alive. Twenty four points, like the yeah. Undertaker. They set up out but, of the but, coffin. Uh, Jared Goff. There were questions about him the last two weeks. He's thrown for seven hundred yards. So they they're throwing the football well. 
but look who it's against. It's against the Bengals and the Falcons. How'd they, how, how they run the ball? Not well. That's a problem Again. there. If they can't run the ball, they're not going to beat good teams. No, I agree. Saints blasted the Cardinals 31-9. Welcome back, Drew Brees. I was against playing Drew Brees, but I guess I was wrong. Yep, you were. Me too. Me too. Why, why play him when you can get by that game and then go to the bye week? But, hey, look, he was ready to play. He's a competitor. He wanted to play, and he played well. They That's won. a good football team. They won again, yeah. Uh, I think you, I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC. You had them in the Super Bowl against the Jags. I do. I think they have. Yeah. I think they have the best offensive coach in football. I the, would agree as their head coach. Well, Pete says that every week. He doesn't coach scared. I think he is a very good head coach. He's not the best head coach, but he's very good because the best head coach resides up in the Northeast. Uh, he has one of the best quarterbacks. He has a very top-to-bottom good defense, has an outstanding receiver, has the back and an offensive line that's big and physical. I think they I think they will end up 13-3 and probably, and I think they are going to go to Miami and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I, I really well, like I'm that. I'm sticking team. with my Super Bowl pick of the Packers, but I can see either, either one of them getting there. Niners over the Panthers, dominant 51-13. Wow. Pete finally that admitted, one shocked me. Pete that finally admitted the Niners are for real. That is a really good defense. That, that's a really good team and a really good coach. That guy can scheme up some stuff, man. Tony, they were running plays where Luke was clear on the other side of the field. They'd run back on the other side. Fantastic football. Josh Allen has the same amount of sacks. No, he has more. more Doesn't he have more, more sacks pressures. now? No, they have, both have seven. Okay. Both has played one fewer game, though, and he has more pressures. It's close, and you wouldn't even know that by the, by the media. Some people were making the MVP already. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think it's going to be – both are outstanding rookies. And, hey, let's give uh, Robert Sala credit. Former uh, Jaguar linebacker coach under Gus Bradley is the defense coordinator up there and running this pretty much the same system that Gus runs in uh, in Los Angeles, that, similar to what Pete does up in Seattle and what Wash is doing here. They must be doing something right because those are four pretty good defenses. Patriots over the Browns 27-13. They had a 17-0 lead, and the Browns kind of climbed back in, at least close, but uh, the Patriots are the Patriots. They're 8-0. Yeah, there was a little red flag for the Patriots in that game. The Browns ran the ball off. And Chubb ran wild, but he fumbled. One, one time he was rumbling down the sideline and fumbled. He also had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. But you go back and look at that. There were, there were alleys and lanes for them to run. That, that's not a good look for New England. Although they've been dominant as they've been, and they turn the ball over and get touchdowns off of it, um, that's a little bit something to keep an eye on going forward. They got run on yesterday. If I was playing the Patriots, I'd get an 11 personnel, let them get in that sub package where they have all those dang linebackers running all over the field and run it right at them. Right. Here's what's coming up for the Patriots, by the way, at the Ravens, at the Eagles, home against the Cowboys, at Houston, and then the Chiefs Bengals after that. They never lose to the Texans, so chalk that one. They own the Texans, so forget about that. But there's there's five tough games yeah. for them. No, that's a that's a schedule coming up. Yeah, they, you know what he's going to do? He's going to render Lamar Jackson into a running back and win, or into a quarterback and win that game. He's going to. The Eagles aren't beating them. The cat. Well, come uh, on, the, they're, they're not losing those. 
I think the Eagles could beat them. You think they're going 16 and 0, Pete? I think they might. Wow. No. Wow. You're crazy. Whoa. Is it a lock? They still no, got to they, they still got to play Kansas City. They do. Um, At pa- home. Packers over the Chiefs, speaking of Kansas City, 31-24. It's a pretty good game last night. Big throws from Rodgers in that game. One of them was what? I don't want to say lucky. That was unreal. It was but come on. Was that was he throwing to him or not? I don't know. It looked like he was throwing it to the corner of the end zone, like throwing it away, and it landed in the guy's lap. But you got to admit, though, the different biggest difference with this Packers offense, because it's taking them time to get adjusted to it, is how they use the backs in the passing game. Now they've used them in the screen game before, but now this offense, they get them involved in the passing game. They're good, Pete. And, and, I'll give you credit. They're really good. They're good in Aaron Rodgers. They get run on, too, though, Tony. That's a concern for them, too. Trust me, I was there when Philly just gashed them, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is having a good year. Uh, That's a different game, though, if Patrick Mahomes is playing. Monday Night Football. It's a premier matchup in the AFC in 1994. Not in 2019. (laughs) Two teams planning for off-season vacations already. The Miami Dolphins at 0-7 are in the midst of tanking for tour or whatever rhymes with Joe Burrow. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 2-4. They don't have Big Ben, and they're coming off the bye week. What a game it's going to be at Heinz Field. Who you got tonight? I got whatever's on the other TV channels. That's what I got tonight. <laughs> You'll watch it. I you will watch it. Pete, I, I bet you I don't watch 30 minutes of this game. I watch it all, and uh, Pittsburgh will dominate and win the game. It's amazing how many kids Miami's starting on that team. Unreal. Uh, and the corners are like one's a seventh-round pick and one's undrafted. The Steelers will roll tonight. All right. There yeah, you have it. I don't know. I think the Steelers are going to win. I, I, how Pick dare the home I, team. Pick the home team. How That's dare I say I don't care either. It's a bad Monday night game. I mean, no one could imagine that the Steelers are going to be this bad this okay. year. Okay, are, are you doing the Thursday night game? No, I'll be in London, Pete. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you would be. That would be a bad Thursday night game, too, but you would never say that. Arizona who? <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco no, at, game. at Arizona. How, how's that a bad? That's not even comparable. You have an undefeated team, and you have the f- number one overall pick in the draft. That's an entertaining game. This is a t- uh, this is a game against a team with the Miami Dolphins who aren't even trying. To, like to you'll put watch. a pr- you'll watch tonight. Quit lying. Put a productive team out there, and the and the Steelers are the Steelers. All right, um, Texans Jaguars. Yes. No. Yeah, I got the Jags winning twenty seven. 21. Pete? I got the Jaguars winning 28-23, and Gardner Minshew throws for 330-3 and and makes that decision brutally tough for the coaches. Ooh, I like it. What a week it's going to be. Jags going to Wembley next week for week nine. Um, Pete, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. We always win at Wembley. Pete Prisco. Well, not always, but. It's our home. Home away from home. Some of the times. It's our second home. They're three and three there. I don't remember those three losses. I remember being. I do very well. Um, that's Tony Baselli. I'm JP Shadrick. Thanks to our entire crew. We'll talk to you next time. Enjoy London. Tony, you're yes, leaving tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.